0: Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bo So great to be with you again today. Trish not with us today. She is on assignment, but we wish her well. She'll be back soon. We are very, very excited today on the HR Happy Hour Show to continue our series on the great resignation, which I am sure is impacting you and your organization, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what part of the country you're in, maybe what part of the world you're in right now, we're going to dig into that topic very, very soon with a great guest. And let's, in fact, let's not wait at all. Let's welcome her right now. We are very excited to welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show our special guest, Anne Marr. She is the executive vice president of Global Human Resources at Worldwide Technology. Anne oversees all human resources functions, which include talent management, policy development, benefits administration, training, leadership development, and employee relations as well as managing the company's supplier diversity program and is also the chair of the WWT charitable foundation and is very active in the St. Louis area community and serves on the board of the St. Louis regional chamber association, Maryville university board of trustees, St. Louis police foundation, and the United way of greater St. Louis and holds a bachelor of arts degree in human resources management from Webster university. And we welcome and to the HR happy hour show. And how are you today?
1: Great! Thank you so much, Steve, for having me on this show. Very excited, and I love that you have HR Happy Hour because that's very appropriate, isn't it?
0: It it sure is, Anne. And you know, I've 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 talked about this a few times over the years. We've been doing this show since shockingly, Anne. You'll you maybe if you don't know. 2009 is when the show launched so we've been at this a while and the first couple of years of the hr happy hour show were literally done at sort of happy hour time even later than that we did them in the evening and we did them live and so that was kind of kind of the angle so you would uh, after a hard day working in the hr trenches Uh. and you could kind of enjoy a beverage of choice and listen to the show that was the idea
1: I miss them. I miss that then, right? Okay, so fast forward, and now we're doing it virtual, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's great, and and it is earlier in the day, so we're not quite at happy hour time as we record this, but we'll get there hopefully tonight. Uh, and so great to have you with us. Uh, I mentioned we're going to we're, uh, continuing our great resignation series that started uh, a couple of shows ago with our friend Kenneth Maddox from Culture Amp, who's a data scientist, and we talked a lot about the research around what helps employees stay engaged and stay connected, and you know, kind of playing that retention angle a little bit. Uh, and we'd love to talk to you about what's happening from your perspective as an HR leader uh, at a big company. But first, before we get into that, maybe Ann, if you could give us sixty seconds or so, or the the thirty thousand feet uh, <laughs> uh, overview of what is world worldwide technology, because I suspect, and this is a very big, large, uh, big revenue company that maybe folks may not be familiar with, you know, just because of the nature of the business.
1: Yeah, you're right. And we've been um, sort of the best kept secret in St. Louis and worldwide is a uh, global technology solutions provider with more more than 13 billion in in revenue and we have over 7,000 employees globally. And what we do Steve is we deliver business and technology solutions and industry technology services. We have a very deep commitment to our customers and partners and we are uh, a 30 year old company. So we have been around for 30 years uh, we're the largest minority owned company in the United States. Wow. And here's a little tip for you I will be with the company 24 years on December 1st.
0: Wow. So you were early on in the 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 history and the growth and the development of this company, right? Like, yes, I don't I know what, I don't know if you got y'all do the employee numbers there, but a lot of times when we talk to people who have been at a company for a long time, they'll say, "Oh, I'm employee number twenty yeah. two or something like that," right?
1: Yeah. Well, when I started, we didn't even have 150 employees, so it was less than 150 employees, and now when you look now fast forward, it's over seven thousand globally. So yeah. it's been quite the, uh, quite, quite the excitement over the last 24 years, but it's been a lot of hard work, for sure.
0: Yeah, thank you, Anne, just for resetting that. So high-tech company, growing company, uh, uh, big company, $13 billion is nothing to sneeze at, <laughs> that's for sure. And I will attest to, uh, I have spent some time in the St. Louis area uh, you know last couple of years myself and you do see worldwide technology you see them at the uh, auto racing track that's nearby to St. Louis and I even went to a St. Louis Blues game recently yeah. and you see worldwide technology signage around the St. Louis Blues arena so really uh, a strong brand certainly in this area in the St. Louis area but but a growing brand and an important brand certainly in the technology space so that context, I think is important uh, when we start to talk about some of the issues uh, of what's happening in the world of work and in the workplace around the quote unquote, I don't know if I should do the air quotes on the great resignation. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a real thing that we don't need to pretend is a made up term. It, I mean, it's a new term, but, uh, and I'd love for you, maybe before we get into the sort of the great resignation, maybe we'll step back, I don't know, a year and a half or so ago, and I'd love your perspective on, Okay things are starting to get kind of bad in the climate. The pandemic uh, hits us all March or so of 2020. Uh, What were some of the things you did as an HR leader and and along with the leadership team at Worldwide Technology to help your organization make that transition, that kind of sudden transition to, I imagine, was largely a remote working kind of environment? I'd love for you maybe to to take us back to then and and tell us what what were some of the things that happened there?
1: Yeah. And I remember it well, Steve, like it was yesterday when we went global and who, I mean, we went virtual and who thought it would be this long, and you know, one thing that we were fortunate to have is great leadership with our CEO, our chairman, and immediately um, assess the situation. Uh, all of us on the executive team and made the decision to go virtual, and it was a new experience for a lot of individuals within the organization. We always had people that did some remote. But to have most of the company go virtual was really significant for us, but we still had on site employees. We have a warehouse facility and a lab right outside of St. Louis. So we have about 2,000 people who were essential business functions and they continue to work on site. So it was the rest of the company that really went virtual. And it was, I think, you know. Significant for us because who thought? I mean, a lot of a lot of roles that we had, we thought, "Wow, they have to be in the office, they have to do things, or they need things within the office." Only to realize we can do things virtually, and thank God for technology. You know, okay, I know I'm a technology where technology company, but without technology, I don't think a lot of companies would have been able to su- sustain and grow their businesses like I know we were fortunate enough to do. And investing in the technology early on really helped us be able to make that transition. And it also had to do with the leadership, the support by uh, the entire, our our CEO on down throughout the organization to really encourage that we can make this work. And, you know, you had to stay in connection with your team. So now you're, you're, connecting with your teams in a virtual world versus in, in person. And that was another pivotal thing that we did, really understanding that we had to connect back to the team to make sure they were engaged. But the other thing we had to do as a company is the communication piece. And our CEO sprung into, uh, immediately sprung into communication mode to really have regular cadences with our employees throughout the globe to make sure they understood where we were as an organization. That high level communication, you know how you say support has to start from the top of the organization, that was critical. And every couple of weeks, first it was every other week, our CEO got in front of our employees virtually every single uh, time he communicated the message and was consistent about our employees being the number one concern and to support them throughout this pandemic. That was huge.
0: Yeah. Thank you, uh, Anne, for sharing kind of that reset, right? And, And we've heard that again and again, right? Folks, we've had on this show and uh, other um, uh, other other things you read, like the companies that have been largely more successful kind of managing, say, that 2020 into early 2021 were those ones that uh, really showed that care and concern, kept the lines of communications open, had leadership really step up, right? There was, God, that was a challenge for leaders all over and the ones who were yeah. able to step up, be empathetic. Uh, be be open be available probably is another right. word i'd use right we're the ones i think who we'll probably have done the best in longer term uh will probably be set up for success as well and as we transition into kind of that shock of 2020 as, as we got into 2021 and and things, in the spring and certainly into the early, late spring and early summer of 2021, quote unquote, we're getting better, right? More uh, folks were getting vaccinated, more businesses were opening back up, restrictions were were being uh, uh, eliminated in various places, right? For things you could do and, and, and can do, et cetera. All of a sudden, and I'd say go back maybe six months ago, we're recording this in the middle to the late part of November. I was just reading this morning in the last six months, We've set record after record after record in the United States of folks voluntarily leaving their jobs, right? And that's what we call the great resignation. It's been around 4 million people per month for the last six months. It's unprecedented, right? It used to be a couple of million a month prior to the pandemic. I'd love for you and from your perspective, you know, as a global human resources leader of, the, of a big tech company that we've just described um, what's been your experience and the WWT experience with this so-called great resignation? Uh, Have you seen uh, in your organization, it's been more challenging to uh, sort of engage and retain folks or just kind of tell us what, how that's been for for you in the last, uh, you know, five, six months.
1: Sure. And I think the great resignation and, and it's so true. I mean, people have been resigning, but I think a lot of people are reevaluating what they want to do. They're they're doing a reset. They're thinking, is this what I want to do for the rest of my career? And I think they're looking at, I I think the pandemic really made people think about what I'm doing. Am I passionate about what I'm doing? Do I feel like I'm really providing the the kind of, providing impact to the company that I'm working for? And is it something that I love to do? So I think people have really decided to reset. And that's why you see the resignation, because people are trying to figure it out. A lot of people went into business for themselves because they realized, wow, working virtual, I can do this. I can have my own business and work v- virtual. And then other individuals are really assessing you know, where they want to live in the world, because okay. I think I think the pandemic and working virtual made a lot of companies and a lot of individuals realize I don't have to step foot in a facility to be successful. And when you look at the recruiting landscape right now, it you don't have to physically be in the same city of where the your corporate office is. It has opened the gates for a lot of flexibility. And if you're a company that's not willing to be flexible in where people live, you're going to miss out on top talent. I've seen people from the West Coast who maybe had challenges with how expensive it is or buying housing. So, you know what, if I can work anywhere, well, maybe I want to live in Nashville. I have family there, cost of living is a little bit better. I can buy a home. So people had choices and That great resignation really brought to the surface some of the choices people had in making their decisions about their own career. Now, we were fortunate as a company that we understood the power of the flexibility. And we're not back in the office 100% at our headquarters in St. Louis, but people want the flexibility. You know, want maybe a hybrid now. I'd love to work from home a couple of days a week and maybe still work virtual. You know what we realized Steve? The productivity was continuing to be very high and it gave the individuals equal access to people because they weren't on a plane somewhere or traveling. Sure. You can schedule a Zoom call or a Webex call and people were there because they were accessible because they're all sitting where we're sitting. So it really elevated and equalized the accessibility of a lot of leaders around the organization.
0: Yeah, and thank you for for that context. Uh, Would you say prior to the pandemic and that your organization in general was, I don't know, poorly average or, or well-equipped to handle a kind of disruption that no one could have saw coming. I mean, what kind of yeah. like, do you feel like the culture had been, I don't know, cultivated, if I, for lack of a better word, to, to support people in these transitions and support, say, really radically new models of working that we all had to, uh, yeah, uh, to, to take Yeah, I do think we up? were
1: equipped. We're lucky, again, we're a technology company. People had laptops and people had the ability to connect back through technology. So I think we were equipped from a technology perspective. I don't think anyone was equipped just knowing that it was actually going to happen and would it work, you know, because you, you had all the tools but you were never tested on whether or not you needed to use them. And it tested, I think, people around the world when everything went virtual. So we were lucky that we had the equipment. Now, from a mindset perspective, sure, there were some managers that were really concerned. God, is this going to work? You know, where you start people being in in the office and sharing information. What's going to be the dynamic of the teams when people are not there together? Uh, And so those were some of the things that I think we all were challenged with. Just how was that going to work? Because we were never... uh, tested on whether or not we could do it and we learned a lot of things didn't everyone you learned that yes it can work and you know what you learned? you're in people's homes you have a view back inside and it really made it feel a lot more personal and when you're on a zoom call you're on a webex and someone's kid kind of pokes their head in mm-hmm. it was endearing when someone's dog is barking in the background who cared because right. you know maybe my dog would be barking the next time and I think it really provide provided um, you know just a, a level of personal interaction and and then you think about the number of people that dealt with challenges early on when schools were closed, they had to do remote learning that, you know, they never had to do before. You had to have a lot of empathy for that. You had to really have a lot of consideration for what individuals were going through. And, and early on, our CEO, we all, you know, felt like we wanted to support employees and provide any mental health resources because it was a it was a very trying situation early on. First of all, you didn't know how long it was gonna go. And the challenges brought so much stress. You know, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to take care of my kids, doing virtual learning, I got all these things happening. So there were a lot of challenges that people had to go through. But we really felt that, you know, we wanted to make sure employees understood they were our number one concern. As we were fortunate enough to grow that business. And I think because of that, we had a level of engagement from our employees. We had a level of commitment and commitment to say, you know what, the culture is the most important thing at Worldwide. But even during this virtual time, we are going to make sure we maintain that culture. And we're going to make sure we support our on site employees who are making huge sacrifices. To support the company so it was a lot of juggling things Mm -hmm. and you just didn't know where it was to go because it was you know we you didn't know if it was going to be short-term long-term how long is this going to last nobody had answered
0: yeah absolutely and and you mentioned something that perked up my ears a little bit which was you mentioned um, the the idea of hey being more a little bit more aware of and concerned and maybe even taking some more actions around stress, mental health, burnout, I don't wanna put words in your mouth exactly, but you know, I'd love for you maybe to share any thoughts you had if you actually indeed did you know, proactively or, or intentionally increase kind of your attention focus and or you know, enact any new programs over the course of the last year and a half, two years, uh, specifically designed around supporting employees from, from those perspectives
1: yes and we've always had a mental health program as part of our you know wellness we had physical wellness we have mental wellness we have you know financial wellness so this was always a core part of our company okay. and every single time our ceo got in front of employees he made sure he called this out and recognized and supported employees who needed to use some of these resources. So we have, you know, the hotline where you can go and get help confidentially. We also had an app that we have for employees that we had implemented probably the year before the pandemic. It's a mental health resources app that employees can use a way forward and they can go on there they can get just on you know very quick if you need you know assistance and they have different little videos and they have different things that you can do you know if you just feel immediately stressed but i think because our ceo continued to reinforce mental health resources employees felt wow this is something that is okay because there's always been a stigma around that you know people can i really do it what are they going to think but when you continuously reinforce it employees know you really mean it and they really we really meant it for them to help them during this time
0: And thank you. I will take a pause for one second. I do want to thank our friends. I mentioned this is one in a series of shows we're doing on the HR happy hour show around the great resignation support for this uh, series of podcasts is brought to you by our friends at culture amp make the best people decisions to improve employee engagement, performance, and development with culture amp. You'll get access to science backed data tools and experts to deliver impactful programs for everyone, all in one intuitive platform. Only CultureAmp has the industry-leading people, science, and technology to help you drive business success and bring more humanity to work. Build a world-class employee experience with CultureAmp. Visit cultureamp.com to learn more. And thanks to our friends at CultureAmp. And I want to ask you then a little bit more specifically around the great resignation topic, which is um, whether it's at WWT, and it sounds like at WT, you had a lot of the things maybe already in place, plus a lot of that leadership report you needed. So maybe the great resignation not hitting you right in the face so much as it is lots of other organizations. Maybe it is to some extent, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about if you could either things you're doing at WWT over the last year or so, or, or maybe just in general from your perspective as, a, as, as an executive HR leader for a long time, what are some considerations for employers who are really struggling to a fill open positions in a really, really ridiculously tight mm-hmm. labor market, or B, just keep those employees engaged, those you know supported, engaged, and, and, and retained because honestly, the first part of this great resignation is keeping people from resigning in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll, I'll throw it out to you to maybe share some thoughts on on, on either what you guys are doing at WT or or just some things that you would advise other organizations to do.
1: Yeah. And believe me, Steve, it's hit everyone. I'm not going to sit here and say we haven't been affected by the great resignation. I think every every employer has. And I think you have to look at it in terms of uh, just the recruiting aspect. As I mentioned, I think people are having a lot of choices. And so it's a really competitive recruiting uh, right now. It's just competitive across the landscape in lots of different positions and so sure we've lost people that we didn't want to lose but we've gained some people too I think there's there's a few things that we recognize first of all the culture that is something we put forward first in terms of worldwide we're so proud of the culture and its culture built on um, teamwork and leadership and and you know the energy and enthusiasm that our people bring to the culture and we have it Uh, outlined in the path. It's a road to success at worldwide, you know, and the other thing that we really have been focused in on being a great place to work. It's part of our mission to be a profitable growth company. That's a great place to work for all. And that is a huge part of attracting and retaining the very best talent. Individuals out there look for companies that are on that 100 best companies list because sure. it kind of validates to them wow you're in good company so that's another thing that we are have taken advantage of but when you think about the choices people have and you think about the competitiveness of getting great talent you i think you have to look at it from the top down and the bottom up so you know trying to get high level resources very competitive we looked at this a lot differently thinking outside of the box we have programs that help accelerate our recruiting efforts, certainly some on the diversity side, and programs that we call recruitment accelerators, where we're bringing in individuals in underrepresented areas of, of or communities, partnering with companies like Empower, uh, Launch Code, um, Google. Uh, certification programs that we are bringing in individuals looking outside of the box not everybody is college bound not right. everyone wants you know to go to college but there are so many really talented individuals out there who have just the right skills and some of these programs, You know that they go through help refine those skills and then they can come on companies like us, either through internships or apprenticeships and then we can hire them full time. The other thing we've done as an organization is our own early in career programs, looking at people coming right out of of college that have two or three years of experience that we're creating entry-level programs where they start with worldwide, start to learn these either in sales or business analytics groups or some other parts of the organization in, in that role and then moving on. Up throughout the organization. So, you know, they're getting these careers, learning, you know, these areas of our business as they move up. So I think you have to look at it very creatively and outside of the box. There's nothing traditional anymore. Sure, we want people who, you know, in some roles who've had college degrees, but you have to expand and broaden your reach there. You know, you can't just rely on getting everyone from the top of the organization it's very competitive and sometimes growing people, growing that talent. We have a great internship program. We had over a hundred, 120 interns this past year. Okay. And we've been so successful in our internship program. So I think we've, we've learned to be creative. We've learned to pivot. We've learned to realize, you know, even, even from, Uh, a lot of veterans we work with some veterans programs hire our heroes think about the training the veterans get you know through the military we want to bring that talent on board at worldwide so we've just tried to be very creative to look at bringing the right talent in various different levels of the organization so that's how we have been looking at just thinking a little bit outside of the box
0: yeah and i love that i love the fact that it's about expanding opportunities for folks it's about thinking a little bit more creatively about where the talent pool may be for the organization and it's about developing people right you talked about that a lot right it's not just about look I'm sure every high-tech company that you're competing with for talent w- wants to go to the, the top universities and cherry-pick the top computer science graduates, et cetera. But, you know, that's a relatively small kind of world of people, right? And it's uh, and maybe not necessarily the best fit for every organization right. as well, right? Like, uh, 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 as you said. Exactly.
1: And that doesn't mean that's where all the great talent lies either, right. just because they're coming from, I mean, yeah, you, you got a lot of great talent, but I wouldn't miss out on talented individuals that didn't go to some of those schools and yeah, really I, organically have been successful with some of these programs.
0: I, I know okay. we have, a, you know, the HR world uh, the, about eight, 10 years ago, right? Everything in the HR world was Moneyball, uh, money ball, right? We kept talking about that movie and that book, right? And about uh, what were the, uh, the connections or the parallels? between the world of work and that moneyball which was all about finding undervalued talent right that's what moneyball was all about right finding undervalued talent in the marketplace and exploiting that where other folks were missing it but that's exactly what I thought about Ann as you were describing some of the efforts that you're doing at worldwide to 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 find and cultivate talent right you're looking for places maybe that other folks aren't looking and that are that are undervaluing those uh, those talented individuals right now well, i
1: like your word better steve you said under uh, you know not necessarily undervalued talent but talent that has not been cultivated i think i love that term because you know a lot of individuals who are very passionate about um uh, technology or other things if you just cultivate that that passion and really grow that talent. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting to me. And it really becomes um, when you see how far they can go, it is so inspiring. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the last thing I wanted to ask uh, of you, and it's related to this kind of finding talent, attracting talent, retaining talent. We recently did a show with a, a C.H.R. like yourself, a head of HR at another tech company. It's a little bit smaller tech company. Uh, Jenny Dearborn came on the show, and um, she told us that when she's interviewing job candidates, they almost invariably ask her about. Um, kind of the areas of uh, kind of corporate social responsibility, what you're doing in your communities to be a good community member, to support the communities, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love for you to comment on that, whether that's coming up as something you're seeing you know, either in the recruiting or the retention side as being more important to individuals. And maybe some of the things either uh, at worldwide you guys do to, to kind of be a good community citizen, if you will, or, or just think, and how that's helping you, or if it is helping you and kind of, again in this great resignation world where we're finding and retaining talent is so difficult. I'd love for you to comment just on on that side of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of individuals that we talk to are are very civic minded and they're very interested in what we are doing to support the community. And we we encourage that because through our foundation, we want to support communities around the globe and we especially want to support employees who are giving their time and talent to so many incredible organizations. We just had a group recently, or maybe it's this week, uh, Covenant House. It's the sleep out. We have in individuals who do this sleep out for homeless. We have individuals who are really passionate about uh, the, the uh, St. Louis St. Patrick Center, we have a huge initiative around the American Cancer Society. You mentioned the United Way. There's so many different organizations that we support, and our employees are very involved in that. And I think a lot of the people we hired, they ask, they want to know what we're doing. Some of the programs I mentioned to you, we are strategic partners with those programs. So we are helping them As much as they're helping us, you know we're helping support some of their programs, but we're also getting the benefit from from some of those programs. But I think as a company, we've always supported the communities in which we work and live. In fact, we give employees a day of caring—one day a year—go out, support a charity that you are passionate about. This is a free day. Take the whole day, and if it's if it's Going and working, you know, in, in the office, or if it's, you know, habitat humanity, you're building a house with them, whatever the case may be, because that really is important to us as, as a company. To much is given, much is required. And we've been really fortunate as an organization and, and very humbled by our success, but we just feel that it is it is our responsibility to support the communities.
0: Yeah, and thank you for that. I and I think it's so true, right? And I think. Again, that's a differentiator, right? We hear this all the time, right? Uh, especially the younger cohort. I don't want to get into a whole like, you know, Gen Z, millennial thing. I, th- I do think it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the fact that, yeah, in this really, really competitive marketplace for talent, what are the things you can do as an organization that that can set you apart and can not so much set you apart as much as help connect people to something a little bit bigger you know something a little bit greater something a little bit more important both from the work that they're doing at the organization and the customers they're supporting as well as in their community and I think that's the package right it's kind of like the little secret sauce you might you need in, in today's market
1: oh for sure i mean i think it's a differentiator and i think it's something that candidates ask about they ask about what we're doing in the community they ask about our st- corporate and social responsibility and so um i think for us as an organization it's always been part of our dna it always has and even some of the other other organizations you know they support you know kids with cancer some of the other you know and so partnering and having those strategic partners for us as an organization is huge yeah
0: That's great stuff, and this has been so much fun. I don't want to. I could probably keep talking to you for another hour or so on this, but uh, I've been really, really enjoyed the conversation, specifically around. What are some of the ways creatively and authentically, right, to engage with uh, candidates in the open market as well as the employees that you have inside the organization to try to just do the best you can by talent, for talent, and ultimately, right, for the business and for your customers, which is really, uh, really the perfect storm, right, of all this coming together. But this has been really fascinating, and it's been so much fun getting to talk to you. The, The website is Worldwide Technology dot com. Really? I checked the careers page before we got on the show today, and you got lots of open careers out there. So we encourage any busy, uh, Steve. We're of technology very busy. folks or otherwise to maybe check that out as well. And we'll put a link in the show notes as well. And so this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining. Yo, thank us you.
1: It's been fun chatting with you really appreciate the highlight of worldwide. And, you know, I'm just honored to be asked to be on the show. So oh, it's a pleasure. Worldwide
0: technology. I'm telling you, learn more about this story. Like, one of the biggest technology companies you may not be familiar with, but a huge footprint growing really great, great story. And uh, I'm, I, was, I was super excited to have uh, Anmar from worldwide technology here on the show today. So um, so the, the website's worldwidetechnology.com. Once again, we'll put that in the show notes. I also want to thank our friends at culture amp for supporting us and on this great resignation series. We've got one more show coming up in the series that I'm looking forward to in December, but uh, uh, we'll make sure you, can, you learn all about that as well. So, uh, for me, my name, for Amore, our guest from Worldwide Technology, my name's Steve Bowes. Remember to catch all the HR Happy Hour show archives at our website, hrhappyhour.net. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time, and bye for now.